ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Uh, welcome to tonight's episode where Mark loses his headphones while headbanging <laughs> to awesome. the intro music. I mean, are you really headbanging if you don't lose your headphones? The yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I miss about having long hair. Headbanging was so much more dramatic. Oh, God, yeah. It was, it was well, great. Well, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the, uh, the, the, the singers, they got to have the long hair so they can do the, the hair flip. Oh, when yeah. They do the, when they do the certain numbers. I mean, that's part of the choreography. The hair flip is part of the choreography. The hair flip is part of it, man. That's that's totally part of it. Somebody with long hair or someone with short hair is going to be like, is going to file some kind of a lawsuit over yeah. not yeah. being hired. Let, let them do it, I guess. I'm an awesome dancer. They didn't yeah, hire me because my hair is too short. You can't do the hair flip. You got to be able to do the hair flip. The hair flip. It's part of it. Anyway, welcome to tonight's episode, folks. <laughs> I'm your host, Nate, and I am joined tonight by he who shall lose his headphones, Mr. Uncle Mark. That's like my Indian name? Uh, sure, sure. Now it's your Indian name. Dances with wolves, loses his headphones? Yeah, loses his headphones. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, we, uh, we, went my, live. My, we went live on time for a change. Isn't that weird? We did. My Indian name when I lived with my parents was he who lifts heavy things because my mother would just make me move all the heavy objects in the house. <laughs> Dances with Wolves came out when I still lived at home. So that's, you know, now you got me going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway. So what are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to do a show tonight. Sorry, I was responding to somebody in chat. This is the. Oh, uh, okay. The downside to having interactive streams and stuff in our lives because it's all distracting. There's distracting stuff everywhere. So uh, you you might remember that uh, it's January and there was a year uh, that just passed, 2021. It's now the New Year's. So Happy New Year, everybody. And 2021, the year that everything was going to go much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I'll, I'll say things improved, but it could have been better. Could have been better. I've already yeah. heard, you know, I mean, first of all, one of my pet peeves is folks who think that New Year's Day somehow actually resets anything. Like, it's all a mindset. It's all, oh, I, it's know, arbitrary. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's I, I get that. Like, calendars are man-made and yes, they follow the seasons and the solstices and whatever. But uh, the idea that somehow rolling from 2020 to 2021 was going to like make the pandemic vanish, for example, uh, it just... That wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. <laughs> but everybody thought it was. And then when it didn't, they're like, ah, 2021 blows. Well, no. I mean, it's just kind of. No, just the people filling it below. Time but... time marches on. But anyway, um, we're, we're, we are, it, it, is, it is compulsory for anyone who has any kind of a media uh, creation, like a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever, um, you have to make some kind of a year in review show, either at the end of the previous year or the beginning of the next one. And since we are now at the beginning of 2022 and at the end of 2021, we did not do a review show. Uh, we're going to do one now. <laughs> right. What was did we do? a Did we do a show on Christmas, Adam? We did. In fact, I don't even remember what we talked about. In fact, that was that was the episode where I learned that the word Christmas, Adam, is a thing that anybody uses because Jay Scar was I, in chat and called it Christmas, Adam. I think I I'm going to say that Jay Scar might have made that up. Now, he might have got it from somebody, but that's the first time I had ever. Heard it's the first it. time I ever heard of it. Yeah, we, we we talked about the metaverse. Remember? Oh, right. Right. Stupid Zuckerberg. And anyway, we and we and we talked about in the new year how we were going to try to look into starting our own little uh, community of practice about open metaverse. Yeah. You done anything about that yet? Um, I went so far as to reach out to the folks in the existing community of practice for gaming. To which that no one good... responded to. So, yeah, yeah. but that was just okay. yesterday. I'm going to give it time. <laughs> yesterday, love was such an easy game. To so play. anyway, we should do that. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about 2021 in tech. So we're not going to do like like the clip show that comes at the end of the season of the of your favorite sitcom. Yeah. Specifically, we're doing 2021 in hashtag nerd life. Hashtag it's nerd not life. just about tech. It's not just about tech. You're right. You're right. We got some some cultural stuff in here. We got some technology stuff in here. It's going to be a good ride. I hope. I hope. Well, it's going to be a ride. 
it, it, it'll back. be a ride. It'll be a ride. <laughs> a ride through our memories of 2021. So uh, 2021 was, I mean, I'll wager that it was a better year than 2020. Do you agree? I, I yeah. Uh, fundamentally, it was because things started to kind of get a little more normal, especially in the summer. Uh, obviously, we have more tools to combat COVID nineteen, even though too many people don't use them all. But yeah, I don't want to start. I don't want to start that discussion. Uh, but I think overall, yeah, twenty twenty one was better. Now, twenty twenty one started with an insurrection in the United States at the very beginning, so yeah. it only could get better from that. Yeah. Um, there but, is there is something yeah. to be said for setting the bar low in the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, we had a really crappy start. <laughs> yeah, right. I um, mean, I'll say that it was exciting and almost terrifying to to watch that unfold. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Exciting is not the first word I would use. Well, I, I think don't. I, almost I don't mean exciting cold. in a amusement park ride yeah. sort of way, but exciting Ex- in a. Um, Exciting, like when the weather guy realizes there's deadly tornadoes coming, but that's like his thing, so he gets to report on them. I'm not even looking at looking at exciting in a in a positive light. It's more like exciting from the oh, very yeah. base term, where it's like adrenaline style, like oh my okay. god, what's about to go down? Right, exciting. Holy shit, this is really happening. Yeah, like, like like when you witness a car crash, you don't want to see a car crash, but it's exciting. Right, I well, not in I a remember- good way. <laughs> yeah. When when nine eleven happened, I was in Rawway, New Jersey, yeah. which was like we were close enough that we could smell the city burning yeah. and see and saw the smoke come up. My dad was on the Hudson. He was in Jersey City. Wow. Because he moved a boat because uh, he, he was doing his his side work of being a captain. He saw the second plane hit the tower. Wow. Yeah, I mean that type of exciting. Yes, it's yeah, something right. you realize that something big is going down. Right. And right. Holy crap! Like, pinch me. Is this really happening? Yeah. 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 And then it's it's funny that you make that connection. The the that is the correlation to nine eleven because that was I was chatting with some folks. Uh, I think it was in the DefCon group because we were supposed to have a meetup that night and we ended up postponing it a week because we didn't know. I mean, just. We, we didn't know. Like, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we should cancel, postpone, whatever. So we just decided to err on the side of caution. But anyway, I was chatting with those guys, and um, a number of us said, this feels like 9-11. Like, it had that same air about it. It had that same feeling to it, even though... That sinking, oh, crap yeah, feeling. Yeah. yeah. And really, that's... I guess that's the only two times in my life that I can recall anything like that happening to our country, right? So... That's probably why it yeah. was a similar feeling. In, in the grand scheme of human history, you and I have lived at a time of relative normalcy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, I mean, there's been the low, the, ever since 9-11, you had like like the background hum of the war in Afghanistan and then Iraq and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, when you talk about generational defining things like World War II, World War One, like this pandemic is is basically our generation's Vietnam War, but even worse, I think, in a lot of ways. Because Vietnam, yeah, people lost friends, they lost family because they got drafted, they got shipped to Vietnam, they got killed, they got mentally screwed up. Uh But you had the luxury of not having to go, not everybody had to go to Vietnam. We as Americans have all had to live through this. So this is going to be the thing that our kids like talk about, just like, our grandparents and great grandparents who lived through like the depression. You always think of that. That's a, you know, grandma, grandma hoards peanut shells cause she lived through the depression Yeah, and she burned them for heat. I just totally made that up. I have no idea, but I have to imagine someone's grandmother did that. No, I mean, it's uh and we've already rabbit trail, but I guess this is kind of right. Related. Remember but- <laughs> we talked about, are we going to have enough content? <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so, the- so, so shitty start. Yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about nerd life. Yeah, let's a do lot that. of interesting nerd life things have been going on. It did. So we we've kind of broken this up into sections, and you know us, we're going to jump all over the place. But uh, we're going to start with hardware, right? And the first thing that I thought was that stands out about hardware in 2021 was that the framework laptop finally entered production to the point where you can just go order one, and it will ship in a reasonable amount of time. In fact. 
I think that landmark may have happened right at the end of 2021, where it was like, we're caught up. We can ship these out now. And I know Jay Scar, who frequently uh, attends our show and has been on the show a few times, he has one. He, he got it back in like October. And if you're not familiar with the Framework laptop, it's, um, it is a laptop that is designed to be not just like sleek and usable and look like any other laptop on the market, but also repairable and upgradable. All the modules are these little cards you can slide in and out. They use like a USB-C, I think, backplane so that they're, they're modular. Even the motherboard inside of the thing can be taken out and replaced, the screen, the, the, the keyboard. Um, being that I recently went through a case where my laptop screen died and I ended up buying a new machine because of it, uh, I can say that I'm kind of excited about where framework could go, right? Hmm. Sure. If anybody knows anybody from Framework and wants them to get on the show, <laughs> I've been talking to them. Um, but like most companies, they have like a media person mm-hmm. and uh, works sort of in line, right? So if you know anybody at Framework and you want to hear them interviewed on the show, mention the show <laughs> to them. Because we're this tiny little podcast. Get, yeah. yeah, see if we can get bumped up. I don't know if they'll ever be on the show. Uh, I think it'd be cool to talk to them. I'm not trying to get like a free laptop or anything out of them. I just, I think... You're I, not I, trying to play the influencer card? Right. I like what they're you doing. You just want to talk to them. I like what they're doing. I want to get them in front of more people if we can, even if it's just like 100 folks or whatever. I don't know. You know. So anyway, that was that was my first thing. And that's, that's a very positive thing. Now that we have some thing. relatively negative things. You want to go into the next one? <laughs> I, I can talk about it. So, so framework and the framework stuff might be something that our listeners might be familiar with, right? But that that to me is going to be more, that's like a smaller type thing that that's not like widely known. Mm-hmm. This next topic is something that has impacted, I want to say, everybody who has any sort of interest in technology and and that's because of obviously the challenges the past couple of years we're facing a global chip shortage as well as supply chain issues which is really causing like a, a problem with getting to build and use our toys right yeah add to that uh whenever retailers get stock if they don't take protective measures scalpers tend to swoop in, buy up the stock and then resell for fat profit. So we have people like I can has PS five. Nah, nope. I can has new Xbox. Nah, I can has video card and, and video cards themselves have been a challenge for a while because not only do you have the chip shortage, but prior to that uh, you had shortages because of crypto. Yep. And, Crypto is the kind of thing that, in my opinion, has effectively totally jumped the shark and has become Mary Kay for bros. You know, it's basically an MLM for people. For But instead of makeup, you're investing in crypto because, quite frankly, a lot of people don't understand it. It's, you know, it's obviously the not being regulated. It's a big deal. And the reality is, I don't think you can make money on crypto if you're paying for the electricity to mine it yourself. Yeah. You know, most most people making money mining or sucking off someone else's power. The ability to mine cryptocurrencies for the average person kind of went away like probably a decade ago almost, right? When when Bitcoin was still new uh, and you could mine it, but it wasn't worth anything then. So nobody would, so the people that were doing it were like enthusiasts. They did it because they, they thought this is neat we think it might be a thing in the future, right? Maybe I can buy a pizza with it. Yeah, right. Maybe someday I'll be able to use this digital currency to do a thing. And then, of course, crypto, or I should say not crypto specifically, but Bitcoin blew up. That We're talking about five years ago now, I guess, maybe a little less than that. And it went from almost nothing to like eight, ten grand a coin. I think it was yeah. even higher than that at one point. It was like wasn't it wasn't it up to like 20K at one point? Or? Something like that. And I, had a fr- I, I have a, a guy who I met I no longer associate with him because he's crazy. Um, but he was convinced he had this, he had these Bitcoin mining rigs set up in his house and he didn't pay for his own electricity because mm-hmm. the deal he and his wife had with this house. So he, he was basically being able to mine for just the cost of hardware. And he was convinced that Bitcoin was going to go to a quarter million per coin. Yeah. And he was basically staking his financial future on just mining Bitcoin. <laughs> and, 
And what you can see is, like, I have a cousin who's a bit of an idiot who has totally bought into, like, the crypto investing. And and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, at, he, the, at the time that it blew up, I remember reading about it. And not because I was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was curious. Like, can you still mine a Bitcoin? Can you still generate your own, basically, money out of Bitcoin, right? If you don't um, need to pay for the power, yes. And even then, it's- it was like, sure, but... You need to live in a place or put or set up a cryptocurrency mining rig in a place where electricity is below X and the places on earth where, where electricity costs less than X are like Antarctica. <laughs> right? It was like a few places where almost no one lives. And you need to live in a, you need to have it set up in a place where you can cool it on something other than electricity. So you need to use like geothermal or you need to be in Antarctica where like the cool air outside can be used to uh to cool your your mining rig because otherwise the power and cooling of it negates the cost or negates right. the 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 price that you'll get or the return on it right now that wasn't always the case there was a point where you could certainly mine bitcoins and I'm kicking myself because when it came out I was curious about cryptocurrency I may have even had a bitcoin or two but damned if I can remember where I put them or if the you know, the wallet even exists anymore or if it ever even really existed. And it's just my brain being like, I remember looking at this. Did I do anything with it? <laughs> yeah. Who that knows? So, so obviously this chip shortage has been brutal. Um, now there are some happy endings. I was able to get a PS five right before Christmas mm-hmm. because GameStop is starting to get more of a supply. Sony sent me an email yesterday to buy one direct it's they've sent me a few times the first time i was in the air flying home from disney so by the time i landed and read it it was too late um but i was actually able to use this today to to buy one of our buddies a uh, ps5 and he just venmoed me the money for it yeah, so that's pretty there cool. are some there there are some happy endings with um with some of this yeah yeah. And this, I mean, you uh, you sort of introed this section by saying that it was more of a technology thing. And yes, it is at its core, but this is affecting so many industries. I mean, cars. car manufacturers were having trouble producing cars because they couldn't get the chips they needed to power, or not power, to control the computer-controlled bits of modern-day yeah. cars because they're, they're so automated. I mean, even the simplest of vehicles now has so much computer control in it that... You know, they couldn't get the chips to do that, which is just crazy when you think about it. So, you know, you got supermarkets who are short on potato chips and you've got computer stuff, which is short on silicon chips. So many chip shortages. And again, this is something that the supply chain stuff, you, you don't you don't feel it immediately when the crisis happens. And right. the crisis, of course, would be mostly covid. Um and then there's some other socio socioeconomic stuff going on, like people realizing that they don't need to work for really crappy wages. They can quit their crappy job and get a better job. Yep. Because you just had so many. You had well, you had eight hundred thousand people die. You had other people retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the economy shaken up by by everything going on. So. Yeah, it's going to take a long time to recover from all this. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I mean, we had, there's, I mean, this is going to sound like a completely off the wall off the wall story, but there's a pizza hut in the next town over from me. And it's been there as long as I can remember, since I was a kid, probably since the 60s or 70s, that pizza hut has been there. And um, since since the shutdowns, or since the lockdowns, the uh, they haven't had their dining room open. And it's not because they're afraid to have customers in. It's because they don't have the staffing to staff the dining room, right? And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's for good or not. But a friend of mine told me just earlier today that they went to order something from that Pizza Hut and it's closed. So it may be closed for good, or maybe they just aren't open on Thursdays anymore. I don't know. But that wow. seems like a seems like an indi- an indicator, you know, that we're not through the economic problems that came, you know, both from the pandemic and a whole bunch of other social things that are going on right now between, you know, minimum wages and, and pay problems and, you know, whatever. 
People are saying that that some of the uh, uh, supply shortages are still from that barge that got stuck in the canal. Remember, like six, eight months oh, I ago. Remember. They're saying oh, yeah. that 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 caused a backup. That is like we're still feeling repercussions from now. That honestly doesn't surprise me. Which is pretty crazy. What what we saw happening twenty, thirty years ago is we saw so many companies and industries transitioning to just in time inventory. Mm-hmm. Which is great because you're not sitting on a lot of inventory until your supply chain gets disrupted. Right. And then you're screwed because you have no surplus. It really, it comes down to a very similar kind of paradigm, right? To, to the way some of us live our lives versus some of the newer, uh, or should I say the younger generation live their lives, right? Some of us try to be prepared for things that are coming. And some of us try to live in the day, right? And there's benefits to both. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's a generational thing at this point. Maybe the Great Depression grandparents, it was generational. They were more prepared. Could be. I I just, I've seen people of every generation. Some are very responsible. They try and put aside several months of savings. Mm -hmm. And people, I've seen people of every generation live paycheck to paycheck sometimes because they just got themselves in a hole or that's just the way they are. So I, I think that's a mistake to ascribe that to a generation. I just think yeah, you there's different wrong. personality I, I could types. could be wrong with that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I guess it's just a different lifestyle type, but uh, yeah. you know, I, yeah, whether it's, yeah. whether it's money or food or just the abilities that you carry around with you all every day, right? Like there's, there's certain people who just walk around life trying to be prepared for as many things as they can. And there's certain people that walk through life just like, you know, I don't, I don't need to carry a pocket knife. I'll, I'll, I'll be somewhere near a knife if I need one. I'll just use or, my teeth, or I'll borrow one from someone, or I'll use my teeth. Yeah, right. Whereas I've carried a pocket knife since I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> so we're talking 30 years. I've had a pocket knife in my pocket because it comes in handy so often, right? And I, I would like to carry a pocket knife more often, but I'm sometimes in places where if I'm, if I'm carrying a pocket knife, I'm going to lose it. Because oh yeah, it'll be taken away from me. Yeah, well, we had this conversation on the on the walk up to. Uh, did you did you keep your knife the night of the concert? I did. That they confiscated. Still, okay. hold on. Good deal. It's a, it's and and I think the saving grace would it's it's such a tiny pocket knife. Yeah. Right. Like I don't carry this big machete around with me. I used to. I, I used to have a, a, a larger knife. Nobody's and I, saying. Yeah. yeah nobody's like, saying you've got a sword strapped to your side. That's not at all what's going. Right. On. Right. Right. Well, some people do that though. They'll walk around with like a fixed blade six eight inch knife like you would use to skin a deer with right <laughs> on their belt all the time I, I don't really understand that but it's not it's not nearly as useful as having a little pocket knife that has scissors and a toothpick and a little knife that's big enough to open a box <laughs> anyway we've we've now rabbit trailed again the next thing uh from a hardware perspective that i wanted to talk about was the the insane in fact here i'm gonna lead with this Anyone listening, think think back to, like, Christmas Day. You're looking around Facebook. How many of your friends unwrapped an Oculus Quest 2? I know I saw a few. I mean, I've got... I, I know someone who I'm pretty sure not only got an Oculus Quest 2, but they also got a, uh, a Valve Index, which I'm like, why? Why do you need both? Like, how did you end up with both? <laughs> that, that is a little weird. But I know... Maybe the, maybe the Quest was for the kids. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can I can probably count three or four people that I know that recently got a quest two, and there's probably another four or five that already had them, right? And um, that to me stands out in 2021 because in 2020 VR was a thing with, that I was aware of, right? And I think you had it already. So like, but it was like it was not commonplace. Like, you might know someone that has a VR head, uh, headset. You don't know 10 people that have them. I know 10 people that have them now, probably, right? I'm not counting everybody, but I know several people now that have made the jump into VR. And the Quest 2, as much as you may dislike the company behind them, or maybe you don't. Especially today. Especially today, because Mark is angry at Mr. Zuckerberg um, <laughs> and his policies. I got a, I got a ban. But the the idea that VR, which for so long was science fiction in our lives, is now so attainable that they're just people are getting them under their Christmas tree. 
And it's not just one or two people that you know, or one or two people like in your extended friend network. It's a, it's a large number of people, right? And I, I, yeah. I, I think that stands out just because it, it sort of shows you where things are going to. And this whole concept of a metaverse and the concept of virtual online worlds seems like... I think it's cool. We yeah. just got to make sure the Zuck doesn't win. Right, right. So, but yeah, so that's from a hardware perspective. The last thing I, last point I had, did you have anything to add to any of those points or should we move along? Move along, move along. No, okay. that, that, that's some good hardware stuff. Unfortunately, all of our software stuff is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to see security problems yep. with, with, with software. Like I, the, obviously I don't even remember all the security problems and breaches and stuff from 2021, but the big one that of course happened later in the year was log for J. Yep. Which was delightfully discovered when somebody hacked a Minecraft server and realized that by exploiting this logging stack, you could actually send commands and, and do stuff. It's just crazy. The, the whole idea that if I make your logger log this string, that string will then go through this other subroutine, which is meant to call out to LDAP, which is essentially what it was supposed to do. And I can use that to get a shell on your machine. Like, <laughs> layers well, and layers here, guys. <laughs> that's the argument. That That's the cl- one of the classic arguments that people make against System D. Yeah. It's too which, complicated. Yeah. But, yeah, a piece of... The logger should just friggin' log. It should write to files and nothing else. Yeah, that's, that's, but that's its people, job. But people write these... People write these plugins, these utilities, these whatever, and, oh, we need all this integration and stuff. No, just... just pipe it everything's supposed to be a text file and you pipe data that way and or do this but yeah that it log for j is you know it fell victim to the my friggin you know my logging thing had to interact with ldap which makes no sense none jerry but that points out i think a, a larger challenge that we see all the time and every time something like this happens someone does that meme which is this giant um, you know, building block structure, and then what's holding it up in the corner is this tiny little block, which is this open source project that you know two people work on. That that used to be NTP, and I don't even know if NTP's gotten any better. But like Log4J, pretty important, but it's it's not it's not shepherded by a corporation or a, or someone with deep pockets. It, it's maintained by people who do it like as a hobby. Yeah. And and yet you've got giant ass companies relying on. We're going to talk a little bit about this in the news because, I mean, f- anybody who's paid attention to the news for the past two weeks will know exactly what I'm referring to. But there, there was a similar incident in the news where, you know, except that one was intentional, right? It was like someone intentionally yeah. broke a piece of software or changed a piece of software to make a statement, right? But uh, but yeah, the log for J thing, and I remember, it's funny that that XKCD comic, the, the one you're referring to, that has the big pile of software, and at the bottom, it's like you know, pick the library of the day, whatever it, whatever you're you're picking on, and th- today it's log for J. <laughs> yeah, and I, oh excuse me, I like to think that Red Hat, you know, those of you who've listened for a while, both realize that you know Nate and I work for a company whose industry is taking is taking uh, open source software and trying to, to support it and make it commercially viable and stuff. Um, I, I, I would hope that Red Hat helps like, and, and doesn't leave a, a huge number of developers hanging, like, you know, that we take a level of responsibility. Yeah, well, in, in many cases, we employ some of those developers. Right? We do. I mean, like we absolutely things do. things that are important. You know, we actually we either have Red Hat employees that are part of the communities that support those those applications, or I mean, I guess there's probably cases where whoever the main developer of that application is gets offered a job. I I don't even know. I don't know how that works exactly, but I know there are plenty of projects, like the Linux kernel, for example, where we have employees that are directly uh, writing code uh, for those projects, and uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff around you know, trying to mitigate like conflicts of interest and stuff, I'm sure. 
but but it's a it's a it's a little nutty. It is. It is a little nutty. And the other piece of terrible software, oh, I shouldn't say it's terrible, but deep deep down, deep down, I still remember the Steve Ballmer days where Linux is a cancer, and I, I have trouble forgetting about that whenever I look at a new release of Windows. Windows 11 there, there. came out this year. <laughs> there, there. Yeah. So I've got a pretty banging system, uh-huh. and it claims it can't run Windows 11. You know, Windows, some... Windows 10 was pretty darn good, and I really had no intention of moving to Windows 11 I, the laptop I was on, I don't, it it never received an update that said, hey, you're going to Windows 11, like I know some people have or did. Uh, The new machine I got came with 11, and you know what? It's not that bad. It's it's Windows 10 with a slightly different UI skin. They changed around the control panel. There's some features that are a little different, but at its core, come on, Windows has not, Windows has not significantly changed from release to release in a very long time. How deep do you have to dig before you get one of the really ugly control panels that looks like it's seven, you know, twenty years old? Oh, I have to go look. It used to be the mouse settings. You'd get to the mouse settings, and there was the old Windows 3.x. You're like Holy mouse shit. settings. Windows. They, are they ever going to upgrade this UI? I'll have no, to. No, they just keep transferring the code over. I'll have to, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll look right now. Device manager is a good one. That one, that one, retrogrades really quickly. I think. Change mouse settings. Forget what, where it was in here. There's one where it's like literally just direct copy from. In fact, this might be it that I'm looking at. It's just like the same old UI from Windows 3. Right. Yeah, the mouse properties. If you go to change mouse settings, they haven't they haven't bothered. Nope. It's it's, it's the a, mouse it looks, control. A very obscure control panel that no one ever uses. The mouse. Yeah. No one ever changes yeah. their mouse buttons or anything around, right? <laughs> Or the tracking speed or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, it looks like it's the same. Now, Windows 10, it still had the old... You remember the Microsoft ergonomic mouse? The one that was curved? Yeah. It still had that picture in it when uh, when I did it on oh, Windows good. 10. Yeah. Now it's now it has a more uh, modernized now it's mouse. That's just a generic mouse. Maybe they saw my tweet about it when I found it th- several years ago. And they, and they said, we better change this now. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> I'm told, and I'm told if I flip a BIOS setting or two on my machine from people in the know that I might be able to install Windows 11. Yeah, it, but I don't actually care. It had to do with the secure computing module or whatever, which is the, yeah. the little trust, trusted enclave that's in your CPU that's meant to store things like encryption keys. Yeah, I don't um, want to turn that on. Yeah, no, and and I don't blame you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it if there was nothing compelling in Windows 11. Now, if the day comes that. You can't run Windows 10 anymore, then you might have to look into it. But by then, it might be time for a new machine anyway, right? I, I think so. I think so. So, yeah, Windows 11, it's not so bad. It's really just like Windows 10, except <laughs> slightly different UI. <laughs> is that? Should that be their marketing logo? Yeah. Windows 11. Yeah. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> at least it's not Vista. At least it's not. Yeah, Windows Vista. 11, at least it isn't Vista. We're sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, now now i need to make up a windows 11 promo things that says it ain't so bad at least it's not vista oh Uh, all right and you and i talked about this earlier neither of us are truly excited about what happens in the mobile phone space or the smartphone space i couldn't give a hoot. But it wouldn't be a review of technology for a year without mentioning two flagship phones that came out. Of course, Apple released a new iPhone. I think they do this at least once a year anyway, the iPhone 13 and the 13 Pro or whatever. If you want to if you want to pay as much for your phone as you might for a new laptop, you can get the 13 Pro. If you want a more uh slightly more affordable phone, you can just get the iPhone 13, which only costs like only a thousand instead of like thirteen hundred or whatever, um, and the Google Pixel Six, which um, I switched this year from my Pixel Four, I think that I had, to my wife's old iPhone Eleven. So uh, I've, I have trouble caring at this point about <laughs> a new Google phone. <laughs> yeah, I've been crapple for quite a few years now. This yeah, is an eleven. It's like I I still I like Android. I don't I'm I'm having more and more trouble with the company behind it. 
Nah, screw those guys. So like, I, th- a, I, I I like Apple's stance on encryption. Right. And privacy so much if, better than than Google, and to me that's important enough to stay away from Google. If I could get phone. a clean, de-Googleified Android experience that it was can. that was still functional, you can, and didn't just feel like a hacky hobbyist phone, which is the way most of them feel or all of them feel, I would probably still be on Android. But I you, you can't if you want all the integrations and whatnot of of a Android device, you need to run Google's apps. And if you run and, Google's and apps, Junior then Sur- you've got all the spying that goes with them. <laughs> and as Junior Soprano points out, and I want to bang Angie Dickinson, neither of those is happening. <laughs> so Old school quoting. Yeah, I think the, the aggravating part is that it would be possible on Android to completely disconnect yourself from whatever ecosystem you don't like, but it's not possible because the industry doesn't want you to do it. And that's really frustrating. Yeah. So whatever. Enough about phones. Yeah. So yeah, if you want a new phone, there's a Pixel Six and an an iPhone 13. And go stand in go stand in line at dawn. And if you wait, if you wait six or eight months, there'll be an iPhone 14 and there'll be a Pixel Seven. Yep. (laughs) So you know what is it like October-ish? These things usually come out. Whatever. There you go. All right, so let's see what else we got here. Culture, we got culture stuff. We're we're getting close to the end of the list. This this we is, are. This is going and faster we than be, we thought. It's, well, we're 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 thirty seven minutes in, so yeah, this is good. And we started and on time. Good stuff here. Yeah, weird. Anyway, so uh, from a culture perspective, and I don't know where didn't know where else to put this. I guess it's culture. Um, Zuckerberg wants to rule the virtual world. We found that out in twenty twenty one. We did, and and I think. You know, we sometimes get on, 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 uh, I don't know if I want to call it a rant. We sometimes get on crusades as technical people. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I have a very similar perspective on this. It is really, really important that good people do whatever they can to make sure that Zuck does not rule this new metaverse with an iron fist of bullshittery. I have, I have felt for a long time. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Facebook user. Uh, I, 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 I did not use Facebook for a long time and finally gave in, right? And I still, I, I don't feel good about using it. I never have. No. It, it's always, and now it's worse because it, it's so easy to just get yourself into an argument. It's so easy to trip up their, their, their anti-harassment or, or anti, you know, fact-checking, not anti-fact-checking, but their fact-checking filters and whatever, and every time I see it happen, whether it was for the right reason or not, it frustrates me, right? That yeah. that the platform is slowly devolving, right? I've I've talked about this on the show before. I think it'd be great if we could stand up our own social network that's decentralized and that people would actually use it. And the reality is people won't because Facebook is the standard. Facebook is the especially for folks are in our generation. Younger folks are now moving to other social platforms, but it's really the same problem in a different different app, right? Well, now we're at the start of something new, which Zuckerberg is calling the metaverse. Call it what you want. I think that's a terrible name for it, especially given the connotations that go along with the book. <laughs> but um, I think that now is the time, right? And I don't want to sound like some kind of a, uh, uh, a zealot here. <laughs> But now is now is the time to look into alternatives before he gets that foothold, right? So anyway, I went on. You, maybe you had a you point. Did. I think I, maybe I just said the same point. I don't know. <laughs> I just um yeah. I think uh, virtual worlds, virtual realities, shared experiences can be an amazing thing. I um. I'm concerned that we don't end up in a situation where it's it's the worst parts of Ready Player One and we never fought back against it. Yeah, right. And I, I guess that's a much more concise way of saying what I was saying. Right. <laughs> right. Now, like, it's not formed, but it's coming quickly. Right. Yeah. Don't don't just don't let's don't let Zuck win by doing nothing. Yeah. And I, in a lot of ways, I think we're already doing, not you and I, but the Royal way, the, the Royal the, the world is, is already, 
You can see it with all the purchases that we just talked about of the Oculus Quest 2. The Quest 2, yeah. yeah. You know, those are they're locked into an ecosystem that is controlled by Meta, right? Yeah, because Bubba and Aunt Mary ain't going to try and jailbreak their Quest 2s. Right. And the the current iteration of what is it Horizons, which is the the Facebook or Meta's uh I have no idea. Metaverse, right? It's called Horizons. It's Quest only. Surprise! (laughs) Now, will it stay that way? I don't know, right? Are are, are they going to go for the, you have to have our hardware to use this thing? Or are they going to, is that because it's still in beta right now and that's the platform they have to work on? I don't know, right? I can tell you that when I looked into it for our last show, uh, I couldn't find anything that anybody was committing to making this available at anything but the, the Quest. So. And that's fine, because I have no intention of using it. I don't want to use it. Yeah, but I don't want to use Facebook. Well, so like, like, think you know about what? that for a second, right? If I didn't, if I didn't have the sunk cost of Facebook, I would, I would be gone from it. And I got myself booted today, right before the show, for having the nerve to call an anti-vaxxer a plague rat. Um, that may have been and, harsh. And, and no, it wasn't. Um, and I uh, seriously contemplated for a few seconds just doing the big delete button. And I'm like, yeah, but I've got so much stuff. It's the sunk cost fallacy. I've got so much content on there, memories and things like that, that yep. it would actually hurt to delete. Yep. But <clears throat> if I could go back in time and not do Facebook, I would do that. I'm not going to fall in the same trap with Zuckerberg's um, uh, metaverse. Yeah, screw I, that guy. I I have trouble saying with any certainty that that's the case because there was a point that if you had asked me if I would ever have a Facebook account, the answer would have been no. But here I am. I've been on it for like seven years now. I I get that, and and it's, and, it's, and maybe I will be in Zuckerberg's stupid metaverse, but I'm going to try right? like hell it's, not to be. It's because that's where everybody else went, and if you want to participate wow. in those crowds, if you want to talk to honestly. You want to talk to Aunt Sally, who, you know, the only way to get a hold of her anymore is through Facebook, then you're on Facebook, right? And it's it's a shame. I think it's a shame. I, Which is why I think we need a decentralized answer to the same thing. Something that is interoperable. Something, something that Aunt Sally will never get on. Well, that's that's the key, right? If if you but had... But Aunt Sally's a little bit of a, of a, a... She's got a little bit of a drinking problem, and, you know, <laughs> she also practices light racism. So maybe we really don't want to interact with her too much. Or maybe you love Aunt Sally, and you really want to keep in touch with her, and that's, I'll that's call the her real on my problem, phone. right? Yeah, right, you call her on your phone. But, you know, if if we could come up with some kind of a platform that is interoperable across platforms... Imagine that, right? You're not just locked into one platform so that my decentralized whatever it is can interact with Facebook and talk to people on Facebook. All of a sudden, I don't need a Facebook account, but Facebook's probably still tracking me at that point. (laughs) And and they'll fight like hell to to not let that happen. Right. That's that's the problem. That's, That's really the crux of the problem. But let's talk about other cultures. Let's talk about movies. I'm starting to get irritated yeah. thinking about Zuck. Let's He's talk about rent free in my head. <laughs> so we had some cool movies come out this year. Uh, we had we, did. we had a new Matrix movie. Have you we seen? We did it yet? have a new. I I did watch it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm supposed you're supposed to not like it, but honestly, I it was a fun ride. I honestly believe that they maintained a level of respect to the source material. It worked. It, it worked. The story worked in universe. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was was a lot of fun in it. Yeah. I yeah. I I feel I watched it on HBO Max, um, and and I feel that I uh, I did not waste my time watching it, and I probably enjoyed it more than the third movie. It nothing is like the original Matrix. The first one had but a certain I, feel to it. Yeah. But I also the original Matrix. I remember seeing it. I, I, my friend, my friend Dick at Micro Warehouse. I forget Dick's last name, but he, he's like, you got to see this movie, and he handed me a videotape, 
Now, for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, a videotape is like a Blu-ray disc. Shit, you don't know what that is either. Um, <laughs> no, he handed me a VHS copy of it, and I threw it in the VCR when I got home. A videotape is like that, a cassette tape, except for video. Oh, wait. They don't know what a wait, cassette tape is. A cassette tape, tape is, is yeah. like an 8-track, but for... Wait, no, <laughs> it's like a it's like a rec, like a vinyl record, but smaller because they know what vinyl records are, which is super ironic. That is weird. That is weird. Oh, so anyway, but I popped in the tape and I had no preconceived notions about what it was about at all. It blew my friggin mind. I mean, the special effects and stuff were really cool, but finding out the story that oh, yeah. the world as we knew yeah. is really You can't call this a spoiler. The world as we knew it was a computer simulation and they were really in the, that that was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I remember, because I was hyped up about the movie. It it wasn't just a complete blindside to me when I first saw it. I had watched the trailers. But the trailers did not, the trailers did not give that away. That's what I was saying, right? That's what I was about to say. The trailers we did lived not in a give better, it away. We lived in a better time when the trailer didn't show you the best 15 minutes of the movie. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, the, the first Matrix, I, I actually skipped work to go see that. <laughs> that was well Matrix justified. Movie. <laughs> we saw, a few of us saw the, uh, the, the, the second Star Wars movie during the day when I worked at Merck. Yeah. Oh, can I admit that now? Uh, I guess I just did. <laughs> you think they're going to go back and fire you? <sighs> Let them try. <laughs> Um, hey, the yes. paychecks we sent you ever, from the day you skipped work to go to Star Wars until the day you left Mark, you need to give it back. Yeah, <laughs> it's a retroactive firing. Thing. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, another big science fiction, like so. So you look at science fiction. You look at stories that have uh, have uh, given us the modern science fiction. Dune is a big one. That one. That one. Like. A lot of the stories and the concepts of Dune, you see, you see uh, that led to like a lot of the stuff in Star Wars, mm-hmm. other stuff like that. And there was a Dune movie made in the 80s, the David Lynch version, which is enjoyable in its own weird ass way. But one could argue it's not really a very good movie. It's one of those cult the, classics like the Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show, right? Like it's or not really room. a good movie, but people it's watch not. it. Like, it's not. It's not. And you're yeah. allowed to enjoy it, but yeah. it's not a good movie. Yeah. Um, the Dune that the the Dune that came out this year was a good movie. I haven't seen. Have it you yet. seen that one? No. Oh my god! In fact, I haven't seen the '80s Dune. I've seen pieces of it. I've never seen all of it. I watched the new Dune, and and uh, you know, just just to be perfectly clear, the Dune that came out this year is part one. It's really a two parter. Okay. Uh the uh, it was excellent. It, it just it is not it's like now it's like the new Blade Runner. It's a slow burn. But Dune is a slow burn. Right. People who people who bitch about it not being actiony enough, stuff like that. Uh, they're the same people who are angry about. Oh, what's the TV show I like? That's a slow burn that they don't like. I, I don't even know. I, I there's stuff that there's stuff that is not like high speed, high action, but that it's intentionally slower. Yeah, and and Dune is in there, but the the effects, the sh- the cinematography, the soundtrack, the you know you know the music and stuff, fantastic. So I would say we actually have a good Dune movie. There was a sci-fi miniseries mm-hmm. on Dune that was pretty awful. <laughs> we we don't we generally don't talk about. I heard that. that was pretty terrible. I also I think I've I've seen bits of that only because it was I remember when it was on the air. But again, I, I did not because I had not seen the movie, the eighties movie. I wasn't like hyped up to see the series either, and it sounds like I didn't miss much. <laughs> All right, so the third movie, yes. we got a we got a decent Ghostbusters because the, the previous reviews. Ghostbusters was terrible. Um, <laughs> this Ghostbusters was was a was a sequel. It was in the same universe, and. I thought it was really well done. It was a sequel to the. It, it was a sequel to the the first two Ghostbuster movies. Right. The third, the third, the third Ghostbuster movie with with the all female cast was a reboot. It did not right. play, take place in the same universe. Right. And so it was a sequel to the original two. It was a sequel to the original two. Right. 
the the main the main character is related to Egon from from the first two ghosts. And it's movies. it's the kid from Stranger Things, isn't it? Will uh, Will is it? What that's not the main character. Oh, I would it's not argue him? his sister okay. is. I haven't but yeah, I think I think that is Will from Stranger Things, the the older brother. I haven't seen Ghostbusters yet either. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Jeez. I really want I'm that's that myself. one that one I really, really want to see, but I missed the release day. All of a sudden I hear people talking about having seen it. I'm like, oh crap, did I I, mi- I missed it. <laughs> I watched it on a Plex server, so we good. Um So I'll have to I'll have to look it up and uh, so and see all right. it, it sounds, so now we get to, it sounds really good. Now we get to a movie that even though I have Disney Plus, I haven't gotten around to see. Yeah, so now you're gonna see why I have not seen all of these cool nerd culture movies. It's because the TV is always monopolized by these two short girls that live in my house also known as my kids. Um, I remember those days. Yeah. So uh, Not when your kids lived with me when my kids were little. That, that would have been weird. And it was, yeah, that yeah. would have been weird. But uh, a, little bit of, a little bit of Handmaid's Tale. They were, they were really hyped up about this new Disney movie called Encanto, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, right, that's good white guy pronunciation, at least, I think. It's, uh, it's good. Like it's really, it's really good. I think it's really good anyway. It's got a good story to it. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's not exactly nerd culture, but it is about you know a family that has magic powers and you know it's like fantasy adjacent, really. So so it. fantasy work. So you think about so you think about the movie Onward, which was the yeah. That was the last Disney movie I saw in a theater. That's another really I, good movie. I, think. I actually saw that on, in the theater because we saw it on our cruise ship at the beginning of the pandemic. That's cool. Yeah, Onward yeah. is just like full of nerd culture references. Oh, God. If it's basically yeah. like if you were to take Dungeons & Dragons and you were living it and, uh, <laughs> you know, like like it was, it's weird. Yeah. But the, the animated Disney movies are usually pretty friggin' fantastic you look at like coco mm-hmm. you look at soul which came out last christmas soul that was, was a, good soul was excellent soul was um good. uh i'm not surprised in kanto is good and i i i don't really i haven't really read a whole lot on it but one one little side commentary i read that i thought was really interesting is that apparently in kanto does its whole thing without there even being a villain there like isn't. the conflict the conflict in the movie is all about like your position in your family or uh, stu- stuff like the conflict that. Conflict is the dynamic in the family. And it's, which uh, is, I, I don't want to, that's wanna, pretty friggin', yeah, that's I, pretty friggin' mature. I don't, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's, it's all about the dynamic in the family. And it's this yeah. family that has, has basically I like mystical powers. It. And there's a town that depends on them because of their powers, right? Like in, in much the same way that we would depend on a construction company to come and clean up a bridge that fell down, right? Like, that sort of dependence, except they don't have a construction company. They have people it's with like magical Onward, powers. Where we pivoted over to magic. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, the whole the whole movie is basically around this family and kind of what that what having that power and having that dependence from the people did to them and the way they saw themselves versus the way that the people saw them. And it's really you know it's deeper than you think, and it's a really good movie. Uncle Ben did point out that with great power comes great responsibility. You're right. You're right. And this this goes into like how that responsibility is viewed from both sides, right? Like how and if you haven't and if you haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie, ah, Chef Kiss. I actually risked COVID to see it in the theater. Cool. I I I have trouble watching yet another Spider-Man reboot, although I've heard it's not a reboot. Th- well, no, but it was a it's the third series of spider-man in my lifetime there's a multiverse now and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> um there was the 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 the, the well, marvel yeah. movies the marvel movies and shows are going places that the comic books started going 20 or 30 years ago yeah and it's freaking amazing yeah um I, i'm i'm not gonna lie i i i do feel good about the newer spider-man series I just every time I look at the new Spider-Man, I remember that it's been rebooted twice in recent memory, <laughs> right? And it just makes it—it it feels weird to watch it. But see it as soon as you can with but, a minimal amount of spoilers going. But in. having it's, ama- it's amazing fun. Having seen 
the I mean, ever since Iron Man, really, having seen the what they've done with the Marvel universe, I have trouble believing that it wouldn't be any good. <laughs> yeah, because they, they've right. all been great. Even even the not so great Marvel movies have been pretty. A darn mediocre good. Marvel movie is still better than a lot of the crap that's out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so TV, TV. Yeah, because nerds like TV. Nerds like TV. So uh, I am. I am. Oh, that's that's the slow burn. Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. People are some people are bitching about it because it's not. They don't feel there's enough action. It is a delightful slow burn isn't western like, in the Star Wars universe. Isn't it like two or three episodes in? Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett? Uh, th- uh, the third episode dropped. It should be viewable today. Yeah, okay. Then I, I think I've only seen the first episode. I don't think I saw there's the second whiny, one yet. There's whiny people who are complaining that it moves too slowly. Ay, ay, ay. I it, feels, it. it feels very similar to The Mandalorian, but different enough that it's not just like the same show. Yeah. Because you, you could have been like, ah, it's just another Mandalorian. It should This should have just been season, what, three of The Mandalorian or whatever. Which I'm a little disappointed we don't have yet. Is it season three we're up to in The we'll Mandalorian? We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to but it. But that, that'll come. That'll come. But uh, yeah, it was good. Like I said, I only saw the first episode. I thought the first episode was pretty good. It laid down a decent groundwork. We'll see what episode it two looks like. It continues to be good. Episode two, I was very pleased. Yeah. And we'll see what episode three looks like. I think we watched episode one like the day before episode two came out and then we didn't get back to it. So it's only been like a week or two since because they're weekly, aren't they? They're coming out once a week. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's uh, looking good. The other Star Wars thing that happened this year was the Bad Batch. Yep. I'm about halfway through that. The Bad Batch. I got to admit, when I first heard about it, I wasn't necessarily excited. And the series started and this was before Abby went to Korea the two of us were watching it, and it was a, it, yeah, very, very happy. She was in Korea by the time it, by the time the last few episodes are coming out. So we did the Disney Plus thing where you can watch it together. It actually has that feature in there. Yeah. Um, very happy with it. So the the Bad the, Batch, I wanted to see when I heard about it. I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. And then I realized that it was so based on the lore that was from oh yeah the Clone Wars. And I'm like, if I watch the Bad Batch, I will have missed a whole bunch of stuff about. You will have about yeah. where these guys came from, why they're here, like the whole story, yeah. the whole backstory. You're, it's, re- you're rewarded by having watched the entire yeah, Clone Wars like, before. Like it. in a, in a lot of senses, it's almost like another another uh, season of the Clone Wars, right? Because it's, it's would, so related. It start it starts right after. Right. Like right. it. Right. For the, like. Yeah, like right yeah, after. It, there's a. It is like there's the a little bit of overlap. Or, yeah. Yeah. So um, when the Bad Batch came out, instead of watching any of it, I went back and started watching Clone Wars because I had not, not seen. Not a bad decision. I had not seen the entire series. Now Disney Plus does have that cool um, view or whatever you want to call it, where it'll catch you up. Where it's like, oh, you want to watch the Bad Batch? You should watch these episodes of the Clone Wars in order to get yourself filled in. I didn't do that. I watched the whole series. It took me the months. The Clone Wars is so good. <laughs> it was. It was really good. It was really good. I do not regret it in the least. Um, but I wish I had I had done it with my wife because when we got to, or when I got to the the final season of Clone Wars, like my mind was just blown at how intertwined with episodes two and three it was. Was it episodes two and three? Yeah, like when Grievous dies and and when or not Grievous? Yeah, Grievous. Or is General it, Grievous. Is it when? Yeah, when General Grievous dies. How that's all like that whole thing that played out in between those two movies was intertwined bri- with that last season. They do a brilliant friggin' job. They of do. It. It's they do. They do. But when I told my wife about that, she's like, "Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to watch that." I'm like, "Yeah, but you can't just watch that. You have to watch the se- the whole series." <laughs> Sorry, Jess. It's a so heavy now, lift. So now she's watching the series. I'm like, we could have done this together. Oh well. Anyway. So, um, eight o'clock. We have two more things. We do. We do. Uh, the Expanse season six. It is, yeah, season six. I, Are you current? Uh, I caught up as of like, was it last weekend? I think I saw so up current. to. I think I saw up to episode six. Yeah. So you're yeah. current. I. They're doing this. They're doing this thing where. 
the the part of the show before they run the main the main intro. Yeah, it's this whole story on one of the colonies. I'm really kind of curious how that's going to intersect. Yeah, I'm really curious how that's going to intersect with everything else. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, what yeah, a- it's it's like five minutes before each episode, and then the rest of the episode has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's like what a whole fan. little sub. What a what yeah. what a. I I started to I was starting to get frustrated with the show the season that they were stuck on the planet and they weren't really flying the Rossi around. Yeah. I mean ultimately it ended up okay but I'm like more flying the Rossi. Yeah. And yeah. and now we're back to now we're back to being in space. Yeah, season and, season 5 I guess it was there was a whole lot more about like the dynamic between the crew yeah, and of course on the the planet they were on, I forget what the planet name was now. Earth. No, it wasn't the, or that se- the season. Other was it season four that they were on the colony? Was it four? Season, it was five season five was season five was last season, right? When the crew was scattered at the beginning of the season, right? Right. Yeah, and and, and they eventually yeah. all came back together. Yeah. Right. So you're right. It was season when Marcos was when Marcos. Yeah. Now again. Tough shit for the spoilers because it was last year when Marcos was was bombing Earth with asteroids. Yeah, and Amos got stuck on Earth. Yeah, and Peaches, you know, he rescues Peaches. Rescues Peaches. Yeah, but the Expanse is the Expanse is one of those things. I'm just gonna have to go back to the beginning and just watch it straight through once it's over. Yeah, I, this is the, this is the last season. I did so that. The story will be done. I did that about a year ago because yeah. I had I watched the first season and I, I think I watched a little bit of the second season. And then I kind of lost track of it for a while. And then it was like season three or four were out. And I'm like, I don't remember what's going on. So, gotta do a review. so I started over again and watched the whole thing. And I got all the way up to the end of season five, I think it was. By the, because by the time I'd finished the first three seasons, season four was, no, season four was done. And season five was, was, uh, was starting to be released, right? So then I watched it more live. Then I had to wait. <laughs> yeah, but that, you know, so Expanse, great science fiction. Truly, in a lot of ways, it's, I think it's, uh, I used to call it the spiritual successor to Firefly. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's gone beyond that. People, like are, it's, people are speculating again that Firefly is going to make a comeback. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What was it? Like, and then, like Disney bought their production studio or... They bought Fox. I, ah, who the heck knows? I forget what it was now. And, so now and everyone's then, like, oh, Firefly's going to come back. Like, ah. One, I don't know. Have, Two, don't good luck making a new Firefly season or even, series now that lives up to the old standard. And are even with the act or would all the actors be involved? And they're like significantly older now. They are. I don't even know how that would work. They are. And isn't the one, isn't the guy who was the priest dead? Or did I. Misre- did, am I misremembering? You might be right. You may have passed yeah. away. Anyway, uh, lots of Marvel goodness on Disney Plus. Yep. We had a lot of that in 2021. We had WandaVision. We had uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had Loki, which was friggin' brilliant. Uh, and we had Hawkeye. We ended that. We ended with Hawkeye, which was a great limited series. I don't know if you saw any of those. Uh, I started watching WandaVision and then probably went on to watching The Expanse or something because I didn't, uh, we didn't finish it. I actually went back. I was going to watch it just the other day and for some reason didn't. That's next okay. on my list of, of series that I actually want to watch because it started out <laughs> weird and it kind of lost my wife, but I, I still want to see it because everyone says it's such a great show. So, I mean, some of it, if you're a Marvel head, there's so many Easter eggs and things in, in these series. Yeah. If you don't care about the MCU, they're not as big of a deal, but they're so full of Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And and fan service and stuff like that. But yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, there's there was some great stuff on Disney that was pushed in 2021. Yep. Good stuff. All right. So I think that's our whole list of things that we wanted to talk Hashtag about. Hashtag nerd life. From 2021. If we missed anything, feel free to reach out to us and say, hey, you missed this thing that was awesome in 2021. Uh, either we didn't care about it or we forgot about it. <laughs> or we just didn't have time. We still want an hour. An hour and five. 
All right, so we're going to go to a break, folks. Um, remember, if you're listening to the first part of the show and you want to hear the second part, there will be a episode 114B. You're going to want to go look up in your podcasting app um, and listen to that if you want to hear the second part of the show. And uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll catch you in a few minutes if you're watching the live stream. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. 